Happy Sunday, everybody. It's time for Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Hope you're having a great morning. Thank you for joining us here and joining us along with you and me is Monique McCoy, the Marketing and Community Outreach Director of Brent's Place. Monique, good morning. Good morning, Murphy. Good to speak with you. Yeah, it's been a while. I guess it's been a while for a lot of us seeing anybody with this COVID thing that fortunately is beginning to open up. And like Brent's Place and so many others, COVID affected you. But before we get to that point, you know, Cozy and and yours truly, we've been doing things with Brent's Place for a long, long time. Have a lot of respect for that. Know the history of it. But for those that don't, there are probably some out there this morning. Talk about Brent's Place, how it started and what you do and who you serve. Absolutely, yes. We're so fortunate to have Cozy and you, Murphy, as as longtime partners. But for those listeners that aren't familiar with Brent's Place, we we kind of are uh, the you know the greatest um, greatest held secret in Denver. Oh, I agree. People say, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, but we started back in in 1987 is where the story starts. So Brent Ely, at the age of 13, was diagnosed with a fast growing um, cancer. And at the time, his parents, the best chance of survival was for them to relocate to Iowa City so that he could have a bone marrow transplant, which wasn't offered here locally at the time. And sadly, after 162 very um, valiant and vigilant days of treatment, uh, the Elys did have to return home without Brent. So after Brent's passing... Um, Don and Linda, our founders, really wanted to honor his memory, but also really lean into what they experienced and and help other families um, have resources that they they were lacking at the time. So Brent's Place is a long-term housing solution for families in medical crisis, just like Brent was in. Uh, And we offer resources and programming and uh, a place to stay, a home away from home, for as long as the family needs it. And thanks to our generous supporters and um, our hospital partners and insurance carriers, we're able to do all of this with, regardless of the family's financial situation. Well, and Don and Linda started this like well, I'm going to if my memory serves me right, it, maybe it won't, but I think it was like around 1987, wasn't it? 87 was when um, Brent was diagnosed. The first Brent place actually opened in 1998. Oh boy! Um, so, and then we we broke ground on a second building in um, in 2015. And so now we have two facilities here at the main campus, just uh, a rock's throw away from Children's Hospital and University Hospital here on Anschutz. Um, and then in addition, I'll, I'll share some more about um, how we've evolved over time. Um, we're really known for helping children with cancer and their families to have, a, have that home away from home. But as we've As time has passed, we've seen that adult patients and families um, with uh, adult patients also need those same resources. So we now have, um, we operate two other locations, one close to PSL and one right across from University Hospital, so that we can provide those same resources and services and compassionate care to adult families that that are facing these challenges. Yeah, the growth has been phenomenal. And let's talk and let's dig deeper here, Monique, and talk about some of the benefits and the services you are offering these families. Yeah, absolutely. So it's independent um, housing is our our number one pillar because we know that people need a place close to their life-saving care. Um, So that's really what Brent's Place is all about is safe, clean housing for families that have uh, immune-compromised kiddo. There's really no other option um, for them. They really need to have these, these safe, clean guidelines to be able to live while they, while they uh, seek treatment. So that's the, 
the main pillar. Um, and then secondary to that, we have programming and individualized family support. So every family's journey is different. And we realize that. So we lean in to what the family needs, what resources we can allocate to them. Um, and then the third pillar of Brent's Place is culture and community. So that is the one that really hurt during COVID because we had to have so many restrictions on visitors and volunteers. Um, but on a normal day, um, you would see a lot of families supporting each other, a lot of uh, programming, arts and crafts, um, meal support, all of those different components to just lift families up during their journey and make sure they have everything they need. Well, kind of before COVID even struck, wearing the mask and disinfecting and social distancing was kind of the norm at Brent's Place, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Our families know those those three things, you know, like the back of their hand. I think what really changed during COVID was that we couldn't offer that, that community of support. We really had to restrict um, the family's movements around the building. We couldn't have visitors. We still have suspension on our volunteer services, which is a big part of how we do our work. Um, but all of that was with safety in mind. And we knew that if there was an outbreak here at Prince Place, it would be tragic and, and devastating to our families because they're already so vulnerable in their medical um, conditions. So we really put safety first throughout the pandemic, like most organizations. Um, but just with a, a higher stake, because if we had an outbreak here, we would have to close the facility. And that wow. would mean, you know, 30 plus families without the resource that they need. Well, well, how did you overcome that hurdle? Meals, the volunteers, which I know are a, such a big part of Brent's Place. Well, how did you handle yeah. all that for over a year? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, our community is amazing. We have a community of supporters that really, really uh, lifted us up last year. Our, our fundraising was amazing and we were able to put our focus really on that meal support program so instead of our volunteers making and delivering um, meals that fell on staff over the last you know 18 months or so but we we knew that that was one way that we could provide comfort you know and 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 relieve a burden as the families are still going through, you know, cancer and, and heart transplants didn't stop last year. So yeah. we knew that we had to still show up for them. And, and the meal support program was one of those ways that we were able to, to do that. Well, that's great news. People do step up, and, and all, not just with Brent's Place, but all over the metro area, trying to help a lot of nonprofits in the same situation. People really pulled it together. Absolutely. It was, it was so heartwarming, Murphy, to just see the community um, really focus in on human human services organizations like ours um, and not forget us, you know, not forget that even though we're all going through a global pandemic, there's these causes and these, these circumstances that continue. And so we are just so incredibly grateful for everyone who helped support us and, and just for those that sent us good thoughts because I think that energy helped to, to get us through. Are Don and Linda Ely still as involved as ever? Oh, absolutely. You know, they're not going anywhere. No, I just that's for sure. On, uh, last, last week at a, a special um, event that we had out at Club Greenwood, one of our top fundraisers, we were able to honor him. And Don came there. Don, you know, he recently had back surgery, but he was there. You know, no, nothing can stop Don. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. He's uh, he's there in the front all the time, and, and especially with some of the special events you guys raise. But before we talk about the uh, some of the events, uh, it, people need to know that people come to Brent's Place from all over the country. It's not just local. It's a lot. 
Oh, absolutely. So we're one. We're the only um, safe, clean housing that can accommodate a full family unit in the western uh, Rocky Mountain region. So we service a, a large population. Last year, we had residents from 17 states and and the country of Mexico. So we really had a, a very diverse group and um, hometowns from from all over. Yeah, it's a, it's really gotten a special name across the country. And now I didn't know people were coming in from Mexico. So you might say across across the world, maybe, huh? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're growing, and we just want to continue to to be there for families as we're needed. And what are the qualifications for these families to get into Brent's place? And do you have a, like a waiting list? Because I don't think there's ever any empty space, is there? No, we have very high occupancy, um, but the way that we do our um, our, our services is through referrals from the hospitals because we realize that the social workers at the hospitals are really the front line and they know who could best utilize our services. So that's how we operate. Um, if someone is interested or in need of Brent's Place, I would say to contact your social worker at your at the hospital that you're being treated and mention Brent's Place and make sure that that's something that, that you advocate for because we want to be here and we want to help and support that yeah. journey. Do a lot of people that come from outside the city of Denver, are they aware of Brent's Place when they get here, or do they find out from the social workers once they're in one of the hospitals you mentioned? Yeah, they really find out, you know, through through the hospitals, because uh, they're, as they're planning their treatment plan and they're realizing they're going to have to relocate, it's one of the resources that the social workers are able to offer and say, if you come here, we also have a place for you to stay. That's very important. Well, typically, this time of year is when you hold your annual block party event, and I've personally been involved with that oh, I don't know, a lot of years, and it's a lot of fun, and it's a great community-building event that we always enjoy participating in. But what's going on this year? Is it going to happen? Because last year it didn't happen. No, we had to cancel it last year, and unfortunately we did have to uh, postpone it and cancel it again this year, oh. you know, as as you get to planning things, um, we were in a different world at the beginning of the year than we're starting to see now as we're unfazing and, and uh, opening back up our community. So uh, the idea of bringing together a 1,000 people in the summer was not a reality that we could really plan for. So we're really excited to be reimagining that for, for 2022 um, and really hope to, to have Cozy and everybody back on the Anschutz campus to have, have a good time and celebrate the resiliency of our families. Oh, man. Um, but for... Yeah, for for this year, we we just like last year, we held a summer campaign, a fundraising campaign, so that as we're away from our supporters, there's still an avenue to to help us and support us. And they want to do that. Plus, they're going to miss the pancake breakfast two years in a row. I mean, come I know, on. I know, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, well, it is for me. <laughs> I know those pancakes. The Optimist Club is one of our partners, and oh. they bring out that pancake that pancake truck, and everybody loves it. I, oh. I, I can't wait till the day when we're all out there again together. Well, there are so many great events, and to see all the families together and see a lot of the children that have survived the cancer thanks to Brent's Place and their protection there and the big water slides. I think the first year he had the water slides, I went home so wet, my wife thought something really <laughs> bad had happened to me. <laughs> but, yes, yes. More memories will be made soon, for sure. What about the golf tournament? Are you doing that this year? We are. We were able to hold the golf tournament really without any incident last year. Um, it was the one live event that we could hold, and that was such an amazing way to reconnect with people, and that was a very successful event for us, and we're able to 
hold it again this year. Unfortunately, I can't extend an invitation to the listening office, uh, audience because we are sold out for right. our Prince Place Invitational, which is happening on August 30th out at Columbine Country Club. Well, um, that's great news. It's sold but, out. That's for sure. Yeah, but there's there's other ways to, to um, get involved. And one of our other really beloved events is the Roadless Ride out at um, oh, yeah. Greenwood. Yeah. And we're bringing that back in its original form. Last year we had kind of a hybrid virtual version of it, and we're, we're really excited to do it in its traditional form. That's going to be on October 1st. Well, you guys are after it. Uh, by the way, we're talking to Monique McCoy, Marketing and Community Outreach Director for Brands Place. So where can people go to find out? If they need the help you guys offer or if they want to get involved, can they get involved? What do they do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think any time of year, a uh, donation, big and small, is always appreciated. That helps us to make sure that our families can be here and not have to worry about the cost of relocation. Um, so you can visit org to make a, a donation. As I mentioned earlier, we do have a summer fundraising campaign coming up on July 19th through the 31st. So be looking out for that. We're going to be sharing stories of resilience and reconnection as we turn this corner um, to a new normal. Uh, There's other ways that you can give throughout the year as well. Um, One of the things I wanted to highlight was our birthday sponsors. So for as little as $25, you can brighten the, the day and make a special birthday celebration for one of our patients. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, the event on July 19th, and, and again, they get involved online with that? They don't have to do something virtual? Yeah, that's all. That's going to be an online fundraising campaign. You'll be seeing lots of wonderful stories that we're sharing um, on our Facebook and Instagram um, channels. So that would be the best way to follow that. You can also visit, again, our website at brinsplace.org for more information. Sounds great. Monique McCoy, uh, give my best to Don and Linda when you see them. They are just super people and all the volunteers there, including yourself. Keep up the good work uh, for Brent's Place and uh, get us back involved. I miss it. Absolutely. Thank you, Murphy. Thank you for your continued support and for this opportunity to speak to you today. Yeah, anytime. It's such a special place, Brent's Place. And you guys, hang on now. It's Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston, and we will be right back with more. 